Bell Nation, and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it, y'all. So I am rolling solo tonight. No special guests, hosts. Um, had something worked out, but it didn't quite work out the way I needed it to, so no worries. Should be back on with the guest host next week. But for my fourth and goal interview, I do have Hunter Lewis, aka Mr. Elo himself, in the building. And Hunter actually plays for the Jacksonville Kings. He is their defensive tackle. Great show. I'm hoping that this is actually going to go a little bit faster than it normally does so we can get to the, the wonderful interviews. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. So I chose Houston, Baltimore, Florida, Atlanta, Arizona, Charleston, uh, Fort Worth, Tulsa, Denver, Vancouver, Portland, and Queen City last week to win their games. And uh, let's see how it all shook out. The Queen City Corsairs took on the London Knights and Queen City won 27-13. I was right about this game. The Corsairs had 283 yards passing, 74 yards rushing, 357 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 7 seconds with two mistakes. The Knights had 312 yards passing, 25 yards rushing, 337 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 13 seconds with only four mistakes. And uh, I think that that is part of the reason why Queen City lost because they did have those four mistakes. Um, they also were only held to 25 yards um, rushing as well. It makes a difference. Player of the game was wide receiver Deezer Pyle. Powell, excuse me, with 10 receptions, 115 yards, one touchdown, and 11.5 yards per catch. The San Diego Mavericks took on the Portland Fleet, and the Fleet won 29-7. I was right about this game. San Diego had 203 yards passing, 24 yards rushing, 227 yards total. Their time possession was 16 minutes and 49 seconds with five turnovers. Portland had 163 yards passing, 147 yards rushing, 310 yards total. Their time of possession was 26 minutes and 13 seconds with only one mistake. And again, playoff, the um, turnovers was the name of the game in this one. Um, San Diego has actually had some really great games where they were very close. But I think the turnovers and again, only being held to 24 yards rushing in comparison to the 147 yards that Portland had, they're the men. Player of the game was halfback Ezekiel Love with 33 attempts, 147 yards, one touchdown, and five reception yards. The Atlanta Swarm took on the Louisiana Revolution, and the Revolution won 27-10. I was wrong about this game. Atlanta had 151 yards passing, 95 yards rushing, 246 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 27 seconds with only one mistake. Louisiana had 237 yards passing, 93 yards rushing, 330 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 15 seconds with no mistakes. So Louisiana, clean game, even though Atlanta only had one turnover. Um, Maybe that definitely made a difference. Um, they held the ball pretty much even, 20, 21 minutes, 22 minutes. Um, even the, the running game, 
it looks like both defenses had a fantastic job of stopping each other's running game. So BDG couldn't go, couldn't do as well as, as he normally would with only 95 yards. But um, um, it was even Louisiana was held to 93 yards rush, uh, rushing. So it looks like because Louisiana had 237 yards passing to Atlanta's 151 is the reason why they won the game. Player of the game was quarterback. Please forgive me if I butcher your name. Osaka Lafouche with 23 completions, 31 attempts, 237 yards, three touchdowns, and 128.0 quarterback rating. The St. Louis Gladiators took on the Tulsa Desperados, and St. Louis won 27-19. I was wrong about this game. St. Louis had 220 yards passing, 43 yards rushing, 263 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 36 seconds with one mistake. Tulsa had 235 yards passing, 101 yards rushing, 336 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 35 seconds with two mistakes. It was very interesting that St. Louis won this game because um, Tulsa did put up more running yards than they did significantly more. Um, and even more passing yards, but I guess, and they both held the ball for a very, very similar time. Both of them had me for 21 minutes, and they were just seconds away from each other. So, um, but I do think that Tulsa's two mistakes was the catalyst in them losing this game. Player of the game was wide receiver Paul Delaval with six receptions, 92 yards, one touchdown, and 15.3 yards per catch. Houston Hyenas took on Mexico City, Aztecs, and Mexico won 41-35. I was wrong about this one. On the roll with the nose. The Hyenas had 350 yards passing, but only 51 yards rushing for 401 yards total. Their time of possession was 18 minutes and 19 seconds with three mistakes. Mexico City had 410 yards passing, 99 yards rushing, 509 yards total. Their time of possession was 29 minutes and 17 seconds with three mistakes. Both teams made three mistakes, but Mexico City outshined the Houston Hyenas um, with the 410 yards passing in comparison to the 99 yards um, rushing. Uh, and well, 410 and 99 for Mexico City in comparison to 350, 51 yards for the Houston Hyenas. Um, over 509 um, yards for offense. Definitely can win your game every time. Player of the game was quarterback Matt Wilson with 15 completions out of 62 attempts, 410 yards, three touchdowns, and 10 rushing yards. Vice Wars, one of my favorite times to actually see these two, these two teams play. The Las Vegas Fury took on the Denver Nightwings, and Denver won. 31 to 27, and I was right about this game. Uh, Las Vegas had 280 yards passing, 153 yards rushing, and 433 yards total. Their time of possession was 17 minutes and 51 seconds with only three mistakes. Uh, Denver had 302 yards passing, 128 yards rushing, uh, 430 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and 43 seconds with two mistakes. So. Denver had less mistakes by one, and uh, they were very, very similar in total yards. 
Um, Denver, four, Denver had 430. Las Vegas had 433. So only three yards difference. But again, I think those turnovers and even held, holding the ball longer, um, that Denver was able to do more with it. That's why they won the game. And the player of the game was wide receiver Giacomo Jones. Nine receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns, and 14.7 yards per attempt. The Arizona Scorpions took on the Sioux Falls Sparrows, and Arizona won 48-20. And I was right about this game. This also helped get us into the playoffs as well, so we definitely needed that win. Arizona had 392 yards passing. 131 yards rushing, 523 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 9 seconds with one mistake. Sioux Falls Sparrows had 209 yards passing, 46 yards rushing, 255 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 6 seconds with three mistakes. Again, we only had one mistake. Sioux Falls had three. Um, I know that Julian Tyree was sacked. He had to been sacked about seven times, so those tackle for losses definitely added up. Um, we held the ball longer by three minutes, was able to capitalize off the mistakes, the turnovers, and things like that. So that's the reason why Arizona won the game. Player of the game was myself, Ashley Jackson. 21 completions out of 29 attempts, 380 yards, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 139.7. Fantastic. The Fort Worth Toros took on the Lone Star Glory, and the Glory won 44-42. I was right about this game. The Toros had 367 yards passing, 69 yards rushing, 436 yards total. Their time of possession was 19 minutes and 27 seconds with two mistakes. The Glory had 352 yards passing, 87 yards rushing, 439 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 46 seconds with one mistake. So, again, Toros had two mistakes. Um, Glory had one. Um, even though, in, and the passing game was a bit different. Um, Glory was able to score 87 in comparison to um, the Toros 69. But, as you can, as you heard, the time of possessions, I mean, the, the total yards were very similar again, only off by three points. So, again, I, I still think that the turnovers was the, the, the playmaker of the game. When you can capitalize off the turnovers, you can make things happen. Player of the game was quarterback Ace Finnick with 33 completions, 41 attempts, 352 yards, three touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 126.8. The Baltimore Vultures took on the DC Dragons in Baltimore 1, 30-27, and a nail-biter at the end. Jack Wigmore threw a bomb and actually helped them score those points to, you know, to help them capitalize on their game. That was a very good game to watch. Um, I was right about this game, by the way. The Vultures had 298 yards passing, 9 yards rushing. 307 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 56 seconds with three turnovers. DC had 265 yards passing, 106 yards rushing, 371 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and four seconds with two mistakes. Now, this is a little different because um, Bolshers did have three turnovers, 
they held the ball longer, so they were able to capitalize off the, the two mistakes that DC did have. But um, they were also held to nine yards rushing. T-Roy was only held to nine yards, which is very unusual. Um, but they still won the game. Player of the game was quarterback Jack Wigmore, probably for that throw. Uh, 35 completions out of 52 attempts, 298 yards, two touchdowns, and 78.8 quarterback rating. The Florida Storm took on the Jacksonville Kings and Florida won 25-13. to 13. I was right about this game. Florida had 268 yards passing, 92 yards rushing, 360 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 35 seconds with only three mistakes. The Kings had 325 yards passing, 27 yards rushing, 352 yards total. They held the ball for 19 minutes and 16 seconds with four turnovers. Four turnovers in a game against Florida. First of all, this is one of those... Um, those games where it's it's like a classic rivalry just like when las vegas takes on denver this is a very classic one because this when these two teams took on each other they were named the alaska storm and the tallahassee pride when i first came into the league and they would always seem to battle each other in the championship games for a while and it's just really interesting to see how They've grown and see how the coaches have changed up the playbooks and everything. But uh, Florida still took home that win. Player of the game was kicker Ethan Sneed with six field goals made out of six attempts and 48 long. The Los Angeles Vikings took over the van, took took on the Vancouver Legion, and the Legion won 31 to 13. I was right about this game. L.A. had 215 yards passing, 158 yards rushing, 373 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 58 seconds with eight turnovers. The Legion had 377 yards passing, 40 yards rushing, 417 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 53 seconds with three turnovers. So clearly, guys, those turnovers... Um, I'm not sure if they were all interceptions, maybe some fumbles mixed in there, but um, anytime you have eight turnovers, unfortunately, that's going to spell a loss for you. Um, player of the game was quarterback, I'm sorry, was running back Robert Redford with 12 attempts, 44 yards, three touchdowns, 47 reception yards. The Charleston Predators took on the Carolina Skyhawks and the Predators won. 19 to 10. I was right about this game. The Predators had 183 yards passing, 59 yards rushing, 242 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and 14 seconds with only one mistake. Carolina had 155 yards passing, 69 yards rushing, 224 yards total. Their time of possession, 18 minutes, 46 seconds with four mistakes. Again, Carolina with those mistakes, those four turnovers. Um, even though they they score a little bit more in the rushing game, those having the ball for only 18 minutes and the four turnovers was probably the reason why they lost this game. Um, player of the game was wide receiver Buchanan Simmons um, with four receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown, 19.3 yards per catch. And this week, week 12, 
had nine right and three wrong. So, hey, um, that was a very, 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 very good turnaround considering when I first started this season, it was not looking so good. I think I got four right and eight wrong. So, you know, finish off strong. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how the playoffs go. We should have coming up very, very soon. I think the very first playoff games will occur on this coming Wednesday. So I will actually have the, the outcome from those games on next week. And I'll give you a rundown on those. All right. Okay. So now as far as the playoffs, I'm going to read to you what we have on Discord. And the top 10 seeds have been confirmed and verified for the playoffs, which include Denver being 11-1. Florida at 10 and 2, Baltimore at 8 and 4, um, head to head over Vancouver. Vancouver had uh, is 8 and 4, Fort Worth is 8 and 4, worst strength of victory amongst the Thai teams. Um, Mexico City at 8 and 4, non-division winner, and St. Louis is 7 and 5, division winner. Lone Star 7 and 5, head to head over Jacksonville. Jacksonville 7 and 5. Las Vegas 7-5, worst of uh, strength of victory amongst the tied teams. Um, St. Louis will host Las Vegas Saturday, April the 17th at 4.30 Eastern. And Lone Star will host Jacksonville April 17th at 6.45 Eastern. On Next Level Sports, put, uh, and Fort Worth will host Los Angeles Um plus Charleston's win, plus London win, or Arizona, all scenarios in 5 and 12 game on Sunday the 18th at 12.30 p.m. Um, Mexico City will host either Carolina, if Carolina wins and London wins, Houston wins, or Arizona, Charleston win or London win um, on the 18th. And looks like Arizona will be either playing Mexico City or Fort Worth. So we are going to see how it shakes out for us. And again, I will have the results of that next week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my fourth and goal interviews. Coming right up. All right, everybody. Welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Elo himself, Hunter Norwood. How are you doing, Hunter? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Good to finally meet you. Well, I mean, I see you in chat. We talk all the time, but to actually yeah. see your face. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the whole Mr. Elo nickname that I got from, I believe, you. Uh, <laughs> offhandedly. So that was uh, Jack. Jack is Miss Elo. So. Yes, yes. It would have been great to have Mr. and Miss Elo on, but, you know, I'm happy to get one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jack's around. I could probably drag him. Drag him in. But on. no worries. Yeah, we'll, I'll tell you we'll what. We'll give him his own show. There you go. I wouldn't want to make you know take any shine away. Yeah. All right. So tell us about yourself, Hunter. So give us your um, age, hometown, some interesting facts about yourself, and your favorite NFL team. Uh, let's see. I am twenty six. Uh, you said uh, age, place I'm living. Okay. Uh, 
26th, I'm in Florida, uh, Tampa specifically right now. Uh, let's see, interesting facts. Uh, I'm really not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, see, I don't know see. about that. I don't know about that. You think about something. Or at least yeah. go to your favorite NFL team. Well, favorite NFL team is Miami Dolphins. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's been... Uh, uh, we've been good twice in my lifetime. Maybe three times. Hey, it's so growing it's been, pains. It's growing pains. We're getting somewhere now, so hopefully... Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I played sports since I was five, up until basically COVID hit, and then I got kind of got stuck with that. Uh, but yeah, I played soccer once uh, to it. Uh, that was when I was five, so uh, whatever. And uh, then I played uh, basketball from six until. I played it competitively until about 18 and then I played it casually probably around like 19 or 20. But then I was playing, then I did flag from like age 10 until like 19. And then I started, then when I went to college, I started playing uh, ultimate frisbee competitively. Okay. Sounds like you yeah, see it. Exactly. So you had you 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 had some experience. You had some interesting. Yeah, facts. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm 26 and my knees are 50. So <laughs> listen, I heard that many times. <laughs> I heard that many times. Sports can definitely take a toll on you. Even though it's great for you to stay active, if you get hit the wrong way, you can end it. So I totally understand that. Yeah. Oh well. So getting hit the wrong way. I uh, let's see. My senior year of high school. I got into some garbage minutes, uh, getting creamed by some team, and uh, about I don't know a minute into the into my playtime, about fourth possession, I uh, went for a loose ball, and the other team's center, who probably about six five two something, uh, went jumped off balance and he landed directly onto my ankle. Uh-uh. Well, actually, he landed directly onto my heel, which was at the time perpendicular to to the court, and uh, he crunched it over, just flat to the ground. That's crazy! Oh yeah. my god! I want to say I've seen that happen somewhere before. I want to say Delavanova did something like that to um, Al Horford of Atlanta when they were playing. I think. Delanova was at Cleveland and Al Horford was playing for Atlanta and he went and did something very similar and I was like that looks painful yeah it was uh the moment it happened I think it was a lot of uh uh oh what's it called uh adrenaline but it's uh it's rough to hear everything pop because I so I ended up breaking my fibula uh it thankfully it wasn't like compound or anything it was just a it was just a break uh but i also popped you have three ligaments that hold your ankle to your foot and i popped all three yeah so like i could 
when he landed on it, I heard the initial break, and then I heard three like quick pops, and that was all the that was all three ligaments just snapping, and uh, so I had to get surgery and get a uh, I had to get a metal plate and a bunch of screws like a week after it happened. So that was fun. I I got a nice titanium plate and a big old screw in my ankle still. So uh, I'll tell you what, if you ever get metal inside of you uh, and you hit it against any other metallic object, very weird feeling. Uh, Really? Yes. If I ever hit it against like a metal bed frame or anything at work, it almost feels like it vibrates my bones. It's it's such an unnerving feeling. Man, I can I can only imagine. I I, I oh boy, that's a lot to go through, man. That's a lot to go through. But um, is there anything that I guess that's just gonna be a part of you forever, huh? Yeah, uh, it'll it'll stay unless my body ever rejects it. Uh, which they said could happen, um, but like if it does, it's not a, it's not bad. It's just like it'll start to reject it. I'll just have to like go in and they'll have to take it out. Um, but at this point, like everything's back to where it should be. I would assume if it rejected it, though, I would. I'm, I'm assuming that the bone's probably not as strong as like it originally was. So I'm sure they'll say like, be careful, but. Yeah, it's, it's always spooky playing sports now and like almost rolling my ankle or slightly rolling it and like almost spraining because like, I don't know, it's, it's I feel like it's different if you're just dealing with bones and ligaments and not a metal plate, like holding a bone together. And then if you like roll it wrong. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. But I'm glad that overall you're okay and you're doing really good, man. You just got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but um so it looks like you've been around for a while hunter yeah I'm looking at the fact you've been here since season 10 yeah season seven now in the league oh season seven well i've been here since season 10 but this is my seventh season yeah that's amazing man and looks like you've been on the same team the whole time yep the hometown team Right. So I guess that's the reason why when um, Tallahassee shown its head, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready. How, matter of fact, tell us how you even found the league. How did you even come to be on Tallahassee and all of it? Let's see. Uh, I was a part of, I am still a part of, a uh, another server that's, uh, so I play this video game called Rocket League, if you're familiar at all. Um, mm-hmm, I am, actually. So, I play that semi-competitively in a league. Um, it's nothing any crazy. It's not like for money or anything like that, but it's just a casual league. And uh, Chris Curtis, uh, the logo, is uh, one of the, the casters. Logo. Yes, uh, which I, I think I was hearing that the logo is no more, but. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on that one, uh, but uh, Chris Curtis it was the uh, one of the broadcasters, one of the head broadcasters over over that league, 
and he uh, posted about the season, I believe, nine championship when it happened. Uh, so I said, uh, you know, I like football and I like simulation sports, so I'll check it out. So then I joined the joined the uh, Discord. I think I joined like for the season nine. I, it, I either watched the season nine championship game or I joined like a day or two after. Um, looked for the teams. I saw there was one Florida team, Tallahassee. Um, uh, I sent in a application for wide receiver. Uh, Frank got back to me very quickly and said, hey, so we were filled up on, on wide receivers. Uh, but uh, if you want to play tight end or defensive uh, defensive line, we can do that. And especially if you want to play defensive line, because we're going to do something crazy this season. And uh, I really want to try to build out the defensive line. So I said, yeah, sure, I'll do, I'll do a D-tackle. You know, I'm 6'1", 150. And now I get to play as a, I, what am I? I think I'm six, I think I'm like six three, three twenty-five. <laughs> so. The heck of a difference. Yeah. So uh, it's, it was, it was fun. And he definitely uh, did some crazy things. Uh, I think the season 10, we had a full, we had all four guys on the defensive line. And I think Cumulatively, we had something in the 70s for sacks. Because I did, I did like 18 and a half. You uh, did. That's season 10. You did 18 sacks. You had 46 tackles, 15 assists, 28 tackles for loss, one pass deflection. Bro, you were busy. Yeah, season 10, that uh, 46 and 15, 61 total tackles, still a record. Still a record now because still no one touched it this season either. Impressive. Yeah. You know, so the record for uh, defensive line, but uh, yeah, I think I did 18 and a half. I think Taquan did, uh, I think he did around 15 or 16. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Johnson did, I think around 15 or 16. And then, uh, man, I don't know who the other, Oh, uh, Kevin Bain. I think Kevin did like something wild, like 23 or something. So yeah, we, we were just demolishing people with, with the line. Clearly. So out of all of your seasons that you've been here, cause it looks like now it looks like the, the website is only updated to Season 14. season 14 yes so up to now you've well i'm sure you've added on to this but you have 55 sacks 150 tackles 51 assists 105 yards so who was responsible for your build was it frank or did you guys work collectively on it and um yeah that was one of the questions i had uh so as far as the build goes that was uh, a team effort of Frank, Alex Bond, and I believe Christian Christensen, uh, but mainly Alex Bond. Uh, Alex was one of the few people, there was a few other people in the league, but Alex completely broke the season 10 
uh, progression rules. Uh, and you, if you look back on season 10's rules, the season 11 rules, like they changed a lot uh, because we just, uh, season 10, we went into the playoffs. I think, so back then there was 12, 12 players to a roster. Mm-hmm. I believe we went to the playoffs with 11 golds. And That's crazy. Uh, the the one silver was like on the edge, basically. Uh, so yeah, we just we worked it perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been that. And honestly, at this point, I'm it's it's kind of a cycle of add an, add animations. Season ends, takes them off. Season starts, adds them back on. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll add a little bit with the loyalty bonus and stuff like that. But uh, I will say also to your initial point, uh, my career stats, I got one sack in week 12 this past week, which put me to, on a career level, 99 and a half sacks. Crazy. 99. I know I'm, I'm a half off, so I, hopefully I'll get that at least a half in the playoffs. And uh, I think I'm at 156 tackles for a loss, which is second best. Um, and then the, yeah, and then the 99 and a half is third best. Second is Taquan. So, you know, we we have two of the top three on the line. Well, I will say kudos to you guys working together to to make that thing work. I mean, it's like a weld oil machine over there. Um, and, and well, t- I was going to say Tallahassee, but Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I think that you guys definitely one of the cornerstone teams, just like Florida. And I remember actually coming in season 11 and watching you guys take on Florida in the championship. And that was, that was so, so fantastic to watch. Cause I think Andy and Cameron was on the call. So everybody was going crazy. And it's like, and then all you saw was, Tal, tal, tal. And I, of course, I know who you guys were. I'm like, who the heck is tal, tal, tal? Like, what, what's, what's going on here? But, you know, I can see the differences um, from that point all the way up until what we have now. Well, you have 20 people on your roster versus just like the 12 that we had, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it definitely does make a difference. But tell me, how did you come up with the ELO scale ratings? Like, what, how? Is that based on um, real metrics, or is it something that you kind of made up? How how does that go? Uh, it's so Elo. Um, Elo is based, or Elo was created by uh, a guy named Arpad Elo. Uh, so that's why, if you ever see it written out, it should be capital E L and then capital E and then lowercase L O. It's not all caps. It's not an acronym. Uh, that's a big uh, sticking point if you're in the know, I guess. Because uh, most people will 
capitalize the whole thing like it's a proper noun or if it's if it stands for something or what have you it's just the guy's last name uh like most things that are created uh so uh but yeah he created that uh there's a a website business called uh 538.com uh made by i forget the guy's name but um if you're familiar with john boys who did uh, I guess his biggest thing on YouTube was the Seattle, Seattle Mariners, um, uh, like the Seattle Mariners history. And he does like, he'll do like, he put out like, I think a five part series and it was something like six hours or seven hours. And he makes a bunch of charts. He does like chart party and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. but he's on the whole 538 team. Uh, but yeah, they, took elo and they've used it for nba and nfl and baseball and hockey and all this uh so we used uh, they they don't release exactly what they do but they release how it works so initially ken gossett kenny g uh made the elo sheets um and he had them updated through season 10 And then he started showing it to us. Um, And then he kept it updated till about season 11. Then he got busy. I took it over and then I started building it out. Uh, He had the, just the standard basic sheet. Um, And then I got bored and wanted to try a few things and see if it worked out better. So now I'm, I have like three different sheets I'm running. And then I retired one sheet and I made a different sheet um, to see how it's running. And, uh, you know, then it, then, you know, Elo, then I, you know, I meet Jack and then we start doing spreads and totals. And then we start integrating Elo into it. And then it's just kind of slowly builds and builds and builds. Um, I mean, so now that we're basically at the end of the season 12, regular season uh i can say that of the three sheets my best the best sheet um is actually i believe the original sheet and so what elo will do is it'll give win probabilities for teams and then based on the results, it'll be correct or incorrect, or sometimes it's a 50-50 push. Um, so do so, you find do you find that ahead. you're often correct or often in the middle, or how does that go? Uh, it, it can be kind of up and down. So this season, uh, the original sheet was uh, correctly calling games about 61% of the time which sounds, I mean, pretty decent, uh, especially I, the, the part that I like, it's not as high as the other seasons have been, but the part that I do like is that with home field advantage being, I believe it ended around 54% this season. Um, it's good to see that ELO is doing better than home field advantage. 
just on the simple fact of, you know, if it was doing worse, if the math was doing worse than home field was, then, you know, you could just pick the home team to win and you'd be, you would have a better chance of being right than math is. So it's good that I'm, I have a nice healthy lead. Um, I believe I have to see how the math shakes out, but I'm, that ELO sheet is neck and neck with uh, SFL Nation in the Who You Got. Uh, so that's also fun to see. Is Definitely. that the SFL Hive Mind and Math are neck and neck on correctly picking games. Um, but I mean, to put it, put it in the perspective of, you know, 61%, uh, that specific sheet the best season was uh season eight i was correctly predicting games at a 71 percent clip um i've had sheets i believe do yeah i've i've had a sheet do about 75 yeah i had one season 13 for one sheet was correct 75% of the time. Uh, and for most of the sheets, once we hit playoffs, they're more, they're usually correct about 80% of the time. So unfortunately, once we hit playoffs, I can usually look at ELO and just say, oh, I know who's going to win, um, which I, I have a good, I have a good predictability of who's going to win at least. Um, which might take the fun out of things, but, um, well, I'll tell you what, off the air, you can, you can tell me who's going to win and then I will keep it to myself and I'll let people know if if you're right or not. So here's a fun one. Uh, so on the three sheets, a little exclusive of the three sheets, we have this Houston, London game, Houston trying to get in. One sheet has Houston, uh, the win probability for Houston at 49%. Uh, another one has them at, uh, let's see, I believe it's somewhere 56%. And then a third one has them at, I believe this is also close. Yeah, fifty-one percent. So it's uh, tomorrow's game is going to be fun. Uh, you know, we or I with uh, with Elo, I I weight all the Elos together mm-hmm. to uh, just do some extra stuff with that. I I use it to help with the um, with the spreads and totals and such. Uh, so with the weighted averages it's even closer i believe the game is looking like a you know a a dead even sort of game uh so it should be should be a fun one definitely and i think it's amazing how you've taken the time out to do this and i'm sure it takes you hours to do right how long does it take you to usually calculate everything uh, so the sheet does it for me. 
the sheet has all the formulas. Uh, I don't have to change any formulas, thankfully. Uh, I usually have to tinker a little bit every season uh, just because, you know, maybe we add teams. So I got to add some, uh, I got to add some teams in or I have to, you know, change some of the formulas so they know what, uh, which like new teams to, to look for. Uh, but for the most part, it's not too bad. Uh, I, the most work is like every new season, I have to copy a new season into a new sheet or into a new tab, delete all the schedules, and then re-input all the schedules and then home and away and all this. So that's probably the biggest time sink. Um, but then add into the fact that I have the uh, the public cheat sheet that's uh, pinned in the Discord. Um, I have a private cheat sheet for myself and Cam. Um, so it's there. There is a lot of uh, there's a good good amount of work, and then putting scores and uh, you know Sunday nights is usually the the big night. I'll get home from work around you know eleven finish inputting scores i'll then have to update the the stand the elo standings and then take all the elo standings and wait put them into the weight and then update those standings and then uh you know start looking forward to the next week so yeah there's there's definitely some work to be done uh but i like the numbers so it's not uh boring i guess and that's a good thing, you know, it's it's more about being um, how you can make an impact um, for the league and adding this definitely does give it a, a even more depth. Um, what else do you do for the league and for your team? Uh, man, uh, that's honestly a lot of it. Uh, I mean, I, like I brought up the, the cheat sheets. Uh, I, I do know, I don't know how much people use them or not. I, I know of a few owners that do uh, look forward to them. Um, so like, uh, you'll, you'll hear Cam make mention of it, but you know, I'm usually, a, me and Cam are, are messaging towards the end of seasons. Uh, doing tiebreakers saying checking each other's work um i you know i i had to work a double the other day and cam texted me at like 4 4 p.m like hey i need you to check the sheet this, this you got to check scenario 16 it's it's bonkers and that was the uh somehow carolina's still in scenario uh so i was like man i'm at work i can't do it right now but you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of, you know, helping cam, you know, the, the, the website doesn't have strength of schedule, strength of victory. So the cheat sheet does. So people can see those sorts of things. Uh, the cheat sheet keeps up with how teams are doing against the spread. Uh, the cheat sheet keeps up with what home field advantage is at. So, you know, that's helping keep the league updated on some miscellaneous stats or things that I find interesting. Um, you know, if you'll, if you check into the, 
Uh, if you check into the bub- public cheat sheet, I have a tab on there titled miscellaneous stats uh-huh. that I've just been just kind of adding some stuff that I found interesting. So right now you'll see one big table that has every score this season in it. And then at the bottom of that table, uh, it breaks everything down into um, home field scoring averages, away team scoring averages, uh, the difference, and then how that compares to the 15 seasons worth of data we have on all pro, uh, which is uh, interesting. Uh, so all pro home teams were scoring 28 and a half points on average. Away uh, teams were scoring 23. So there was a five and a half point difference. You can start to see why home field advantage was like 67%. You know, home teams were heavily favored most games. Um, now, home uh, away teams are scoring like 22.83 points on average. So it's only dropped like, but, you know, 15.15 or something or you know 0.1 on average so away team scoring really hasn't changed but home team scoring has fallen from like 28 and a half down to 24 and a half and now the difference goes from five and a half to about two so now it's i don't know what legend has done but it's obviously stunted home team somehow Oh yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, so it's, and then next to that, I have a histogram of all the totals. So you can start to see how, you know, if you're interested, how the totals uh, pan out. So like the average total for a game, as in like the two scores added together uh, is like 47.7. Uh, so you'll see on the histogram, it tends to peak right around that 46 to 48 range, and then it smooths out, but there is a lot, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of activity on that, in that high to mid 30 range, as opposed to previous seasons where, uh, if you were keeping tabs on the totals, I was usually, I was usually doing 51 and a half to 59 and a half. And then maybe if I said, uh, it's gonna be a low scoring game, maybe we do low 40s or something. But now it's, you know, I'm doing about 46 and a half or 47 and a half. And if I feel like maybe it's a high scoring game, I might go with a 54. But now it's, if I feel like it's gonna be a low scoring game, I gotta go with like a 31 or a 33 or a 34 or something. Cause there's been, there's been a lot of mid 30 games, you know, like Jacksonville played Florida this past week. It was 25 to 13, 38 points. Uh, I think I set that total to 54 and a half. Right. Cause I mean, we, we both were both teams that score and we are both teams that allow scoring. I mean, it was, we're, we're basically the neck and neck. We were both averaging about 27 points. We were both giving up about 24, 22. So it seemed on paper to be 
a high scoring game. Now, Christian threw four interceptions. So maybe if you start to take some interceptions away, maybe you add some points on the board, Florida has to catch up. Then you start to see that that score start to rise. But um, well, but, uh, that's yeah. that's interesting. And I've always wondered exactly how it works. Because I know you were on Dave's show for a little while ago when you when you first kind of came out with that. And I didn't really have a proper understanding of it, but now that I'm sitting down and actually listening to how you explain it, yeah, makes sense. And I think that it is great for Cam to utilize what you're doing and even on the website, even in how he's determining certain things too. So your work is not wasted because even though you are, you know, you say it's not so much work, it sounds like it is, especially when you're probably getting those initial sheets together. I'm like, all oh, those formulas, oh no. <laughs> so, but that's, that. that is awesome. And I'm hoping to see the ELO stats around for a very, very, very long time, you know, because um, it, it, it enriches. Yeah, we're, uh, we're up. Sorry, I had, we're we're trying to get some help over at Jack State. Actually, I've been I've been trying to push it. I've been trying to put some feelers out. I've gotten uh, sparse uh, feedback, but I've I've told the guys that I'm going to be doing a whole off season campaign for it. But uh, we are looking to expand Jack's data into a SFL sort of brand. Um. It's very laid back. It's not where I'm not pushing hard deadlines. You know, it's just going to be, do you like stats or, you know, do you like content? Do you like making content? Do you like running Twitter accounts? Do you like, uh, you know, making graphics for, you know, this sort of thing, uh, and just kind of bringing minds together. Uh, you know, I'm already talking with some guys. I'm talking with a guy uh, from Denver, and he's already, you know, he's doing some, he's been doing some things uh, in his free time that I've been wanting to do, but I just don't have the time for it. I should I know who it is? Uh, I have a good guess, rather. Yeah. Honestly, he, he, he DM'd me, and I was like oh okay i i just a name i don't see around too much uh it, so can i can i ask or, or do you want to kind of keep it under wraps uh you can shoot a guess and i won't say anything roska santagria it's actually not roska oh because that's mr stats man so i figured <laughs> yeah yeah you, you'd think you'd think i i i thought i'd get, i'd be getting some stats people in here saying oh yeah i'd be interested in something like that but it's been it's been a slow going, but it's okay. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I think people are just uh, either a don't have the time or b are, are confused or not entirely sure what I'm asking. Um, but yeah, I've been just trying to just pushing it where I can and talking to people and just again, it's just a, a laid back gathering of the minds. You know, I, I have ideas that I don't have time for. I'm sure other people have ideas that they don't have time for. But if I have multiple people that are interested in those ideas that they didn't know about before, we can start to 
push some things pushing things forward i also want to get someone that likes writing because i don't and i really don't want to keep writing articles i i will write a twitter status but uh <laughs> that's about it that's, that's like about one it i got about four or five weeks in and i ran out of good ideas and then i just it it was fun for about five weeks and then right around week six or seven it started feeling like work and that was that was that well yeah and i, I could definitely understand that but i mean and then yeah. life kind of started again right and then with you working and things like that you just want to make sure that you have time for everything so i totally i totally do that and i'll do my best to help promote it for you too try to get you some help over there like I've been trying to get people to join this, the stats team, the broadcasting team. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to kind of, you know, announce it every chance I get. So hopefully we'll be able to get some people to kind of help in all aspects, especially if you have the time to do it. Um, a couple more questions for you. So how has the COVID affected you? Like how is um, dealing with COVID? Um, were you isolated? Were you, how did you deal with it? Uh, I guess. I don't go out much as it as it is already. So as far as like not being able to go out as much, it wasn't too bad. Um, I think honestly what was worse was I couldn't play sports. Um, Cause uh, you, you have things, I'm sure you have like to do to relieve stress. So like, I like to play video games or i like uh honestly at this point work on my spreadsheets uh but you know playing sport you know you you can release some frustration you can release some stress you can you know get some and some social interaction um so play sports for at this point like a year and a half now um and then uh covid hit so been it's been interesting uh but other than that uh i did actually catch january uh, mid-december uh it was not bad i i hate to say it but it really wasn't that bad okay uh, i got i got a headache uh and i like stuffy it was like a bad head cold yeah well you're one of the blessings then yeah and they did yeah, say that it was going to affect people different ways some people if you had underlying health issues it was going to make those issues worse some people just you know was it sneezing you know so mm -hmm. it sounds like you came out on the the lighter end of that no, a few people in this that was saying that they had it and you know they was they were knocked out so it's yeah i i will say though like so it it lasted for about the full two weeks week and a half it was gone and then uh and i've seen that this can happen to people i just broke one day and uh i don't know honestly i I thought I was over the sickness. So breaking out in hives, I thought maybe came in contact weird. Um, 
so I was taking Benadryl and then uh, I was sleeping in my bed and I was like maybe I don't know maybe I have like bed bugs or something uh, but I was checked the bed bed was fine and I was just the hives were so bad that I'd already done my two weeks so I went back to work and I was standing on my feet and my feet were breaking out and my ankles were breaking out and they were swelling and I was wearing obviously socks and shoes so my socks were compressing my ankles and I was getting to the end of my shifts and my my feet were falling asleep and uh yeah I was I was I remember telling my boss I was like hey man my my ankle feels like it's cut off from circulation so I if I fall like just I'm okay it's just you know I, it's, it's just something's going on here right so that was that was a fun that was probably about another two week and a half two weeks of hives yeah yeah i had no idea i didn't i think i may have heard the hives may occur but i didn't know it was like that either so man you've been through a lot but i'm i'm glad that you made it i'm glad that you're here with us still because Things could have worked out a whole lot differently, as you well know. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Hunter, one more question for you, dear. So what is a what are some goals that you have that you would like to accomplish within one year's time in the SFL and in life? Ooh, okay. Well, in the SFL, I do have one that's easy. I want to get a win, get a ring gotta get the ring yeah y'all been close a few times we've been close way too many times uh we might get it this year who knows um especially with especially with home field as it is it's it's really anyone's game uh but yeah i want to get the ring maybe if i finally get the ring i can just retire or something who knows i know right something I, I at least i could just it i'm just a player and watching games gives me way too much anxiety so i can't even imagine what frank goes through on a on a week-to-week basis but uh so yeah winning the championship uh hmm, i i think once is God, within a year though, because so like me and Jack want to get our spreads and totals off the ground, uh, and we want to start beta testing it. So, I mean, it would be a lofty goal, but within a year, if we could get a beta test off the ground and get some guys together and see how how things go, that would be uh, that'd be really cool. Um, and start taking that would be taking actual money for actual spreads with exactly. a select with a select group of people we won't be getting too crazy with it uh but we'll, we'll we'd see how it goes uh we'd be playing with jack's money so i don't care too much uh, <laughs> uh but uh, but yeah in, in life uh, within a year, I, I do want to get back into school. I've been kind of on and off, busy with work, trying to pay bills, 
staying alive. So uh, I, I would like to get back into school. I'm, I, I got enough credits that I could probably finish an AA within a year, year and a half if I worked hard at it. So, uh, you know, within a year, if I'm, you know, a semester away, that'd be great. What are you um, studying? Uh, so the current plan is I want to get a associates in business, uh, and then use that to, uh, I'd be getting that at the local community. And then I would use that to get in, uh, university of South Florida and go for a, uh, accounting, but, uh, <laughs> numbers you know and uh, uh i'm not sure i i, I th think the aa is definitely the correct course um i am going to assess the situation uh currently so like i'm working in the restaurant industry um Okay, what are you doing? Are you a server? Uh, uh, no, I'm a. Uh, is crew member, but uh, I was I was working at Pizza Hut for and for six years. For five five of those years, I was uh, shift management. So I'm at a new joint. Uh, it's a new concept that's branching out back but they're only in Florida right now. They're only really in the Tampa area. So I'm going to be getting into shift management soon with them. And since they're brand new, like we have two locations in, in the local and then we have two brick and mortar locations and, but they're going to start expanding. So there's going to be ample opportunity to make a jump to assistant general. Uh, so if within a year I have good opportunity for that, or, um, you know, I, I know that years down the line, I've talked to the, the president of international sales comes in all the time. And I said, move out to, uh, Cape Canaveral area. He goes, yeah, we'll probably get, get out there in like years. And that's where I grew up. So, I mean, hey, if in years, if I'm still working with the company, they want there. And I'm still in Tampa. I'll say, hey, I'll go. Just tell me, go on Vieira Rock. I'll just move out because it's my hometown. So it's it's no biggie, you know. The, so exactly. uh, I guess I guess in a year, I hope to be to my associates and moving up within the company then said assessing the situation you know if i can leverage a associates in business to get a better position or better or better uh pay and, you know maybe i'll just stick with it not pursue the accounting degree um you know, because I I I know that uh, I know the AGMs make forty to fifty over there, and I know GMs make you know about sixty five. Um, so 
I mean, yeah, accounting would most likely get me more, but it's, uh, I don't know. It, you, you weigh, weigh the options, see where I'm at in my life. See if I'm still having fun with it. Well, I will say whatever you do decide to do, I want to make sure that you're happy. Yeah. Be happy yeah. doing it, man, because you only get one life. And whether it's the accounting, whether it's going to management, you do what you feel is best for you and your family, ultimately. And that's mm -hmm. going to bring you some kind of happiness. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, but for thank sure. You. Thank of you, course. Hunter, for being on the show. It's a pleasure to get to know you. And you will. this will not be your last time on the show. <laughs> Um, I would like to have you on sometime very soon, probably after the play, after everything, the season dies down and everything, we'll talk about some other things, but it's definitely sure. a pleasure. But I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem or a simple shout out. Right now, Hunter, the floor is yours. All right. We got a, I got a simple shout out then. Uh, shout out Mikey Dynamite. Oh, man. Oh. Mikey Dynamite? Yes, oh, I haven't yes, heard that name in a while. Uh, it's uh, Jackson love that one. Uh, but anyway. See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, let me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get on. I'm a, what's that? I said you started something already. Oh, I know I did. I'm, I'm gonna get on get on Jack's ass to uh, uh, to get on here. Okay, that would be fantastic. So, I might be looking for somebody next week, I don't, so that'll work. Gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, he he only works about two hours out of the month, so he's got the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, you know, he can help me do some other things too. Cause he only got <laughs> two hours. Shoot, I've been needing some help around here. But... <laughs> But yeah, man, thank you so much for, for being on. Again, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the field. And hey, you know, we made the playoffs. So hopefully we'll make some noise. Maybe we'll see you in the championship. Never know. Hey, now that, that'd be something right there. Yeah. And I got to watch out for you too with all these, what is it? And all these interceptions and pass deflections and all. Tackles and all, bro. <laughs> oh. yeah. All right, you have a good one. And I'll talk you to too. you soon. Thank you. Family. all right y'all that is it thank you so much for joining me i really do appreciate it y'all special thanks goes out to hunter for being on the show really appreciate it great to get to know and looking forward to having y'all on again soon and as well i'm looking forward to bringing you guys another great podcast next week but until then y'all stay safe treat each other well striker <laughs> <laughs>